some things do just have to come with time. And at the beginning, you are going to have to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. And you are going to have this big internal battle of, okay, I really don't feel like getting up and going to the gym today, but I've got to force myself to get there and get through my workout. I've got these goals. I know this this is good for me. And I know that this is going to help push me in other areas of my life. everybody, welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Pomzeski with Tyler Weed. We're going to talk about commitment today. And Tyler, I have two or three points that it, tr- trying to make this a little bit different than people may consider because I don't think it's, it's quite the same. When, when you say, I want to be committed to my diet or I want to be committed to the process or I lack commitment, I, I think there are two or three different layers or even even words that kind of can can coexist in that realm. Uh, so I went in a, in a direction that that may resonate more with certain people. But but what do you think when you hear that word just commitment in, in our space? I think, you know, my you know, my initial thought is, you know, you go and think of someone who is, I think, your typical uh, Fitzbo, right? It's 100% all of the time eating clean, you know, this is my life. This is all that I do. You know, I think that's where, you know, we initially go, but I think if you kind of go beyond that, I think you see a different type of commitment or think of a different type of commitment where, you know, someone is committed to this lifestyle, but it is not something that completely defines who they are, or they let it be their their only definition of of who I am, right? I, I think there's almost like two levels of commitment here that that I would start to look at when I kind of think of commitment. Yeah, the, the initial reaction of the 100% all the time person, and then you step back and go, okay, you know, maybe there's a different type of commitment that will take us further in the sense of this isn't all that I am as much as I am committed to this and living this lifestyle and being consistent with it. Yeah. And that really overlaps well, what I, what my first point was, and that is there's even been research on, on, you know, how steadfast people are. When you look at personality psychology and you have uh, this realm of commitment or dedication or stick and what researchers find is it's very, very physiological and contextual. It's not just psychological. It's not just like, well, I am committed to this. It means so much to me, so I'm, I'm not going to deviate. Uh, we know, for example, with, with disinhibition, I've, I talked to a couple of clients just this week who said, you know, I was kind of saving some of my carbs and I was going to, you know, have, have a glass of wine or a, a drink or something. And then I just, I don't know what happened. I just started eating. And somebody who was totally locked into their diet, I'm like, well, you know, biochemically, that's kind of what alcohol does. And if you're not ready, it can knock you off your game. So lack of sleep, stress, and emotional tugs in different directions can all of a sudden take somebody who's just rock solid and then bam, they don't even know what hit them. So one thing you have to remember is that commitment is a pretty active process. It's not just a trait or a dedication to one thing. But it's it's always there in the background, and, and it has to be uh, attended to. I think for each individual thing that we're trying to apply it to. Yeah, it's, 
it's kind of interesting that we're talking about this today because I just I did a podcast yesterday with or for Pro Physique, and it was about you know how a lot of people like to say, well, I don't have the time for this, or I'm just not quite ready for this commitment to fitness and where what they think they have to commit. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, those are going to look like such different levels for depending on where that person is starting in terms of their level of commitment, you know, to this fitness journey, it is going to be different, it is going to be for the beginner, you know, all we need is two, three days a week, let's do a little bit of tracking here, maybe a little bit of extra activity, and then that's all we need to commit to. And so I think also then being able to talk to that client and go through those different levels of commitment based off their, you know, their goals, their expectations, what you're telling them they can expect in terms of what am I going to have to commit to this? And so I think you can then almost then set that person up for a lot more success in the sense that they're going about this, you know, thinking about those levels of commitment and we're not pushing them to a point where they're just not ready to commit X amount, right? We, and that's something that we have to find. So it, it's almost like, you know, the, the physiological, biological can start to build on each other, you know, as we just start off with the, you know, the quote unquote simplest thing, although that might challenge that person just enough, kind of like you had mentioned in an email to me uh, a couple uh, early this week about, you know, it just kind of made me think you, you have to give that person enough to challenge them. But if we push them beyond that point, they're going to fall off. And so it's really finding that mid ground of commitment where it, it's, it's hard enough for them to be interested and to be challenged, but not so much where it's going to overwhelm that uh, overwhelm them with where they're at. It's funny. Cause that was one of my other two points as well is that there's that context dependence where every day your commitment level can be challenged, even in something that you've sworn amazing allegiance to, and, and you really are dedicated to that one thing, but it can grow over time. Your ability to be committed to something can, can grow. I, I think of, for example, every contest season I ever had in my 20 or so years as a competitor and pro, I, I felt like I learned some tangible lessons about my body and the physiology and the way it applies to my own context. But then I also felt like I just got better at doing the harder work, it very much like training in a gym. And people don't just get stronger and adapt physically, you also adapt mentally and your capacity for pain tolerance and so forth. And so uh, I think it's a really big mistake for people to think that this is black and white. I'm committed or I'm not. Oh, I slip. Therefore, I, I'm not a committed type person. It's like, you know, you just you build that strength, you build those fortifications. And that that should give you, as as you said, the ability to challenge yourself with just a little bit more. So if you think it's perfectly all or nothing, I don't know if anybody can ever claim that they are really a truly committed person because we just have to move that stick a little bit further down the field. Yeah. It, I always know when I get a client or someone that tells me I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just an all or nothing person. I kind of know, okay, I know what exactly what we're going to have to be working through is we're going to have to get you out of this mindset where it's like, I have one slip up, I'm fucked. And then, you know, there go the next three days of, of binging or no training or, or, or whatever. So yeah, I, I would agree. It's, it's almost more of a commitment 
to not be an all or nothing person because that's almost easier to do because all of us can go balls to the walls 110% for seven days, four, whatever, right? Two, three, four weeks. But at some point, we are going to hit a patch in life where it's going to knock us off our game. And it is going to cause us to look at ourselves in a way where it's like, oh, maybe I'm not that committed. Look how you know easy I gave up when life just threw me this. And it's, it's definitely necessarily not that. It's just we need, again, I think we've said this so many times, is we need to learn to be able to kind of ebb and flow with the fluctuations of life and those levels of a commitment. Doesn't mean that you're not committed, but it means that you understand that, hey, like this is just going to be a different level of commitment at this point, right? I I just came off of eight weeks of, of not tracking like any food whatsoever. I just, for two months, I didn't want, want that level of commitment. But eventually, because I have done it for so long, the desire came back. I wanted to kind of get back into it again, kind of felt a little bit refreshed. And now I'm ready to have a higher level of commitment because I just, I wasn't, I wasn't tracking. So I was like, why am I trying to force myself? I just know I'm not going to do it. So why try and force myself? I feel guilty because at the end of the day, I'm like, I didn't track. I should track. No, I'm just going to be okay. I'm going to step back. I'm still going to keep an eye on things. I'm still going to pay attention but I'm going to take one less commitment. Eventually I'll be ready to do that again, which, which happened. Yeah. You're leading into areas where I think it gets super hard for people. We, we talk about this a lot as well to be so multidimensional, you know, it's not like, Oh, here's the answer. Let's apply it. And we're done. So you, you have these things we're talking about that are conceptually abstract in terms of you can, you can develop different levels of, of commitment you can feel more resolute at certain times and physiologically and psychologically things will test that can grow over time, but you can also still build this character trait. Like I, I think of things that I'm so committed to now, some ideal or idea or thing in my life. And 10 years ago, it may have not even been on the radar. And yet now it has grown into this massive part of my being and it makes me think of the, the moralistic research that has been done. And you, you kind of made it sound that way. You were, you were heading in this direction that, you know, I can be 100% committed. And then it's like, oh, wait a second, something came up this week. I got to dial it back. Doesn't mean I'm not a committed person. I just can't pay attention to it this much. If I'm used to getting this much out of my week, maybe just a week of neutrality is okay because I need to do other things. This again, it's like, okay, well, what's the answer? What's, you know, you're, I'm, I'm tuning in to try and figure out how to be committed. Uh, it's the, the one thing that can really help you. And this was part of me learning to be more committed is that in, in functional MRIs, where they're looking at somebody's brain in real time and they're, they're testing, well, I'm, I'm sure we've mentioned this in our podcast before, uh, who's going to make the right decision? Who's going to stay the most committed to their goal? They made the right decision, even under stress. It's actually the person who thinks about it less. So the neocortex doesn't light up. There's not a lot of deliberation like, oh, this is tough. It's, I'm going to stay committed or not. It's, it's more in the limbic system where they just instantly say yes or no, whatever that right answer was to that temptation that was testing their commitment because what happened was they internalized it to a point where they were just that person who was committed to that thing. 
And so it didn't even register as a decision. It just was an emotional response. I don't do that. I do this. And that makes it sound like it can get over closer to the black and white, easier place to be. But I think that's, it's, it's, yes, it is because you're building that strength. You're building those capacities, but at the same time, we never have it. Remember it's, we're still biological, we're still psychological organisms and, and you're going to have those things where it's like, you still have to be on guard and make sure you're applying your commitment where and how intensely you want. Yeah. And I, and I really like that you brought that up and I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We've definitely talked about that in previous podcasts, but you know, what I've been able kind of, once I learned that I found learning new things or, or pushing my, you know, my, my uncomfortability, my commitment almost got easier because it's like, well, now that I, you know, you understand the science of, okay, well, you know what, this is just not an automatic response for me yet. But I know the more I make this choice, guess what? The more and more it's going to become that automatic response. And so I've even found that just knowing that it's allowed me to make the choice of, you know, when I don't feel like doing something to kind of still push through that, because I know eventually that just the more and more I can do that, the more and more it's going to become automatic. So some things do just have to come with time. And at the beginning, you are going to have to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. And you are going to have this big internal battle of, okay, I really don't feel like getting up and going to the gym today, but I've got to force myself to get there and get through my workout. I had to do that many, many times over the years where it's like, I walk into the gym and the very first thing I wanted to do was walk right back out. But it was like, no, I've got these goals. I know this this is good for me. And I know that this is going to help push me in other areas of my life where, hey, I've had this feeling before. I know that I can push through it. I know that, you know, it can become an automatic process. And I would say at this point now, uh, you know, close to 10 years of like serious training, it it very much has become an automatic response for the most part over the last kind of, you know, 12 months for me, for myself. So some things you just have to be patient, but you have to, I think, have that knowledge and that understanding get if you can continue to do it and push through, it's going to get easier and it's going to become more of that auto response for yourself. And I think coming full circle back to some of our opening remarks, uh, you almost have to come back to definitions. What What is even commitment and how is it applied? Because if it is this all or nothing, I'm never going to break ideal, then you're probably in the wrong ballpark. But if you understand that that resoluteness does have some finite tendencies and you can apply that kind of intensity for a certain amount of time toward just a very small, maybe just one thing at a time. You know, I, I think of all of my clients who have just totally knocked it out of the park. Like they just make it look easy. They hit their goals, whether it's a, it's a physique sport endeavor. Uh, one of my clients just crossed the 150 pound mark in total weight loss in a straight shot. I'm like, wow, like, you know, yeah. how can, how can somebody be that committed awesome. for a year and a half and just never break stride? There's just nothing that ever seemed to hinder that person. And I think, well, this was the most important thing to her at that moment. I mean, this was really her getting her life back in something that monumental made that choice much easier than it might for other people. So 
a, a commitment to something that's that grave or that important to you is going to make a difference. And so I think it, it begs the question, you know, how many things can I be committed to with a lot of intensity? And the answer is not a lot. Like you really have to make sure you've got the time to nurture that, that committed goal. Yes. Context of goal is really going to determine that level of commitment and, you know, kind of coming back to, you know, as a coach talking to our clients and then even clients, you know, to, you know, reaching out to us, you, you really have to kind of understand how important is this goal because different goals are going to have different levels of commitment. If your goal is to be a natural, you know, bodybuilder that wins worlds, well, that's going to look, diff, look a lot different in levels of commitment than someone who wants to drop 40 pounds, but still have a life, right? Like, you know, or I, you know what I mean by a life, you know, going out for dinner, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think also as well, being able to discern how much you are willing to commit and understanding the, the realistic expectations of what that level is going to look like to reach X goal. Um, because I think, man, that's going to, that's going to start you off right on the right path. If I tell you, you've got to do X, Y, and Z. And you, first thing you go is, I don't know if I could do that. Okay. Guess what? This is maybe not the goal that we thought we wanted. Maybe we need to look at something a little bit different that is going to reflect your commitment levels. Not to say that those aren't going to change as we go along, but maybe at this point, you know, a different goal is going to be better. And what that's just that us going to allow us to do is to build off that more motivation, more commitment. And then again, we can kind of have that, that rise that we were talking about. Yeah, I don't want to start a whole nother topic, but that that <laughs> almost pushes into just making sure the goals are segmented and kind of smaller. Mm-hmm. I, when a client hires me for just an, an ongoing annual deal, we're doing off-season pre-contest year after year, I, I get a little nervous that it, can I keep up a certain level of intensity? Are they going to get bored? Uh, you get into some of those off-season, it's like, I don't know if I'm doing enough or, because it's just, you know, there's there's not a lot of that burning intensity when you're two months away from a contest or within a couple pounds. And I have a client, a new client who did this, hired me for an entire year. We had the full off-season. And I mean, through the off-season, there was just massive intensity and focus on, on progress. And then we had the perfect setup for contest prep. Uh, she did a contest. She's doing another one this weekend. And in that entire year, for, I mean, she's just a pro waiting to happen. One of the best physiques you'll ever see. But her tenacity and the hard work and the focus she has maintained for a full year is stunning. And then I asked her just as we were preparing for this contest about the next couple that she had planned potentially. She said, nope, I'm out. I'm done. Like, you know, I am I am ready for a break. And I thought that is a perfect answer. Somebody who could put that much focus and commitment into something, you definitely have to have a break at some point or you will break. And so that's when you have to know how to throttle back and recharge and refocus what you're going to spend those those commitment resources on. For every reaction, there's going to be an equal and opposite reaction. And I always try and talk to people about that when they are wanting to push or talk about, you know, maybe extreme, more extreme levels of dieting. It's okay. But <laughs> guess what? There is going to be this rebound and you, you know, that was a perfect example. Anything in life, you know, you put that much commitment into it. You are going to burn out. 
And you are going to have to be prepared for that, that blowback, that feedback where your body goes, Hey, (laughs) we got to go back this way now to level back out. And I think it's just such a, a great argument for, just not being that all or nothing person and and being able to, you know, shift your levels of commitment on different things, you know, based off of just even day to day and and how things are going and really understanding your own biofeedback, your own body, who you are and where you're at, you know, every, every single day might be different. And so being able to just make those adjustments on a daily basis is just going to allow for that the most consistency and the most commitment over time because you're you're always at the risk of burning out but if you're able to really gauge that truthfully with yourself you're really going to be able to get a lot more mileage out of a year of of doing stuff and and pursuing whatever you know passion that you might have like it's it's going to help a lot because you're never going to have that giant blowback where you got to go deload for three weeks and, and not, you know, not look at anybody, not do anything. Um, you know, I think the emotional highs and lows can be that much more aggressive. I've certainly gone through a lot of that in my life. Um, and so, you know, really being able to find that spot where you're never too high, never too low, super hard. And we're always, I think no matter what, you're always going to be too high at some point and too low, but again, having that consistency of, of being in that operating within that middle, man, if you can attain that, you know, kind of the, the, the earth is your oyster or whatever. The world is your oyster. Is that the saying? Or what is the you're saying? Now you threw me. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think you're close. I think you're close. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. It's, it's the Canadian version. <laughs> but no, I agree. You have to know when to grind and you have to know when to coast. And that's not that, that the definition of commitment includes both. It's not one or the other. So appreciate that, Tyler. And for you guys who watch and listen, we will see you next time in the Mind Muscle Connection.